my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today. And be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you need anything at all. And Dad and I discussed in detail yesterday on what's about to start happening with this FDA approval. And ironically enough, you guys know the name Scott Gottlieb, who was <laughs> ironically the former FDA commissioner, right? He was the former FDA commissioner, but now he sits on the Pfizer board. And yesterday morning on the Squawk Box, he talked about the FDA approval for the Pfizer jab literally minutes before the announcement was made, coincidentally enough. And he said, and I quote, with respect to businesses, I've talked to a lot of businesses that don't feel comfortable mandating the vaccine until it gains full approval and that they feel there's a stronger legal ground to mandate the vaccine. So I expect now all businesses to fall in line in terms of mandates. He specifically said to fall in line now i mean i don't know if this guy was you know previous gestapo or ran with the ss or anything like that and obviously i'm being sarcastic but it's very clear to see and we said this yesterday what's about to start happening i had a lot of people a lot of people text me up yesterday and they're they're very concerned about this approval and i talked to one of lana's friends she actually was on speakerphone yesterday and she worked over at watson clinic and Watson Clinic was absolutely bent on mandating the injection. And herself, she will not get it because she's trying to get pregnant right now with her husband. And multiple other individuals, about 30, 40 individuals over there basically said, absolutely not. We're not getting the shot. And Watson Clinic now has – she said yesterday they've pulled the entire mandate from Watson Clinic. They have said all you have to do is basically tell them you have a medical – or a religious exemption, and you just have to sign a form. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to get tested every day. You don't have to do anything whatsoever because they said they cannot allow that many nurses and physicians to fall off at Watson Clinic. They're not going to do it. And so that was a big win, obviously, in Central Florida for what's going on. And I know it's not going to be like that everywhere, but I encourage everybody – this is that time now to stand up and say, listen, no, absolutely not. We're not going to comply with this. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what's going on in your business. I don't care what's going on in the world. Nobody ever has the right to tell you you have to comply and take an experimental injection, even though the FDA now, which, by the way, this is unprecedented, that they have now taken – a shot that has had zero long-term research and research studies and has now approved it for full usage. And, of course, Bobblehead Fauci, oh, he, he had a field day yesterday. After the FDA fully approved it, Fauci immediately issued a decree now on his CNN propaganda platform, if you guys have seen this, and basically came in and said that there are some polls that show up to 30% of people who are not injected and basically that everybody needs to get injected immediately. And the thing about it is 
this guy is a complete and total stooge. There's no, there, there's nothing about what he does that basically is legitimate at all. This man has flip flopped every single day, every single month, every single week for the entire year and a half, and nobody has gotten any consistencies out of him whatsoever. And now he's starting to say, "Well, it's approved now. Everybody needs to get injected immediately." And the thing about this is, he goes, "We're waiting to get." What they felt was the real final stamp of approval. We got it now today, and it's time that everybody gets injected. Now, here's what's funny about this, right? The bobblehead said months ago, last summer, when Operation Warp Speed that Donald Trump initiated, he said that we need to have at least a 60 to 70% injection rate. We need that to achieve herd immunity, right? Well, now all of a sudden, allegedly, the United States, they're saying it's at 63%, which I, I think that's a complete and total lie. Even if it was, doesn't that mean we're right on the precipice of alleged herd immunity via Dr. Fauci, the bobblehead? So why in the world now does every single person need to get injected and every business need to start mandating the shot and they need to fall in line, as Scott Gutlieb said? What do you think about it, Dad? Do you, you, you think – that they're actually going to try to force every single person, young, old, child, to get this death jab? Oh, yeah, of course they are, because the, the problem they're going to have, Austin, is that the more people who get the death jab, the more people that are going to get sick from the doggone COVID, and they know that. And so there's a, there's a window here where they could force more people to do it, but then once it gets past that point and all that water goes over the dam – and everybody goes, absolutely not. I'm not doing this shot. I've lost all these friends that have taken the shot. Then nobody else is going to take the shots. There's a real short window left for them to push really hard right now until the cold and flu season starts this fall. And and that's what that's what they're doing. They're trying to they got like 90 days now to really force this death jab on the bulk of the population so it can have maximum results. I mean, you know, people say this thing wasn't tested. It was tested. Every single cat and every single ferret tested died. It was tested. They know what it's going to do. Because of you know antibody-induced enhancement, that's the problem that we have right now. That's the problem that we all have, because you know we're basically sitting here going, "What the heck?" Now I'm going to say this to you guys again. Yesterday, and yesterday was a very, yesterday was not a happy, happy show. And I've gotten emails from all over the world. Jackie contacted me from Australia and says, "Wow, you know this is unbelievable. The show you did yesterday and how straight talk you were with all of it." You know, Carmen said basically the same thing. That it was just, it was just there. It is. Here's what we have. This thing has affected my family now, and it's, you know, it's done it several times, and I, that's why I continue to ask you to pray for Austin, pray for Sharon, pray for Lana, pray for the grandchildren. Me, I'm like the ever-ready ever bunny here. I just thank God Almighty that I'm still doing great, but the reality is, is this. You know, we've got to learn to say no to going out and staying out late and pushing our immune systems. Or being in crowds of people that have been recently vaccinated. I've got another friend of mine who told me, well, two of our friends have said now that we can't come over and see them. If we're not going to get vaccinated, that they're going to disassociate themselves with us. And he said, good, disassociate yourself. We're not going to get over there and get exposed to spike proteins. This is a full-blown Chinese credit score medical passport they're putting in. And they want a massive reduction. There's a reason that Deagle said that the population of the United States is going to go from about 360 million down to 100 million. They've got it all planned out. This is their goal for the United States of America. And again, it's not 
the Republican Party doing this. It's not the Democratic Party doing this. It's what I always tell you guys. It's the Kabbalist Luciferians who run the entire planet that are doing this. It's the children of the devil, the synagogue of Satan. Pick a name. And and you guys, I got so fussed at Austin a couple of years ago when I started talking about this on the show. Well, you can't say that. You can't call them the synagogue of Satan. Why not? That's what the Bible calls them. You know, it's the group of the ancient Canaanite worshipers that have done this for thousands of years. I personally believe they were involved in the spreading of the Black Death. I personally believe they were involved with all of these wars, and I know that the research shows they were as far as World War I and World War II and hundreds of millions dead. You know, they have a great culling that they want to do on an ongoing basis, and the problem is the population of the planet has gotten too large, and apparently they don't need this big of a feeding trough. And so they've got to cut it back, cut it back, cut it back. It's like, you know, you drive through Pennsylvania, you drive through certain parts of North Carolina, and you're basically making it difficult not to hit a deer. You got deer all over the road, dead deer here, dead deer there, dead deer everywhere. And pretty soon they realize that they've got to increase the amount of allotments and increase this hunting time in order to cull the population of the deer. And so they're doing us right now, guys. I mean, you, you want, whether you want to believe it or not, they consider us to be – they call us goyim. They, this cattle, you know, chattel, you know, sheep, livestock. That's how they look at us. You, know, you got to see what they're doing, and that's the group that runs the planet. You say, well, that's awful, Ted. Well, yeah, they, but they don't care. You have, to, you have to understand something. Here's the news flash. They don't think you're human or they think you're subhuman, that you're a different species, and you're a bed of red ants out back, and they got to kill the red ants. That's how they look at you, and once you get that, you get it. And remember who, who guess remember who put Gottlieb into the FDA. This is one of the first things that made me really start questioning Donald Trump when he appointed Gottlieb as the FDA commissioner. And Gottlieb was so pro that pro vaccine, pro vaccine, pro vaccine, pro vaccine all of the time, and said he wanted to mandate and force vaccines as far as the how should I say these immunizations that are given to young children without all kinds of exemptions. He wanted to do, force it, and finally he came under so much pressure he was taken out of the FDA. But Trump put him in. Remember that. Remember that. I mean, this this is this Donald Trump is the he's the stooge on the stage. He's the court jester right now. So is Biden. So they are. They don't run anything. It's the group of people that handle BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, Bloodline Families, International Banking Cartels, the CIA, the Committee of 300, the Bilderberger Group, the guys who go to Bohemian Grove. This is the group that runs the planet, guys, and, and, and it's not the United States of America anymore. Why do you think they've got 40 to 60 dual citizens in Congress at any given time that push the swing vote from this communist agenda they have? That's who runs the planet. You know, Wayne Allen Root, he wrote an excellent, excellent article, and I'm, I'm going to read you part of it today because I, I like Wayne. He's been on our show before, and I don't agree with everything Wayne says, and he doesn't agree with everything I say, and I believe he's a little bit, how should I say, how, you know, blinded by what's really going on from the Kabbalist agenda, but he nailed it pretty tight. He said that basically how vaccine passports will cause an economic collapse of America, which is what they're planning on doing. And he goes, we have suicide bombers in the White House. We have suicide bombers in the governor's mansion. And worst of all, we have suicide bombers directing the U.S. economy. He goes, this is the Titanic. This is the Hindenburg. And we're headed for disaster. Vaccine passports will lead to the destruction of capitalism and the U.S. economy. Goodbye, small businesses. Goodbye, middle class. New York City now demands vaccine passports to go into any restaurant, bar, nightclub, gym, even retail stores. And Los Angeles was following suit. And so will San Francisco and New Orleans. How many more will follow? Las Vegas, his home, 
the entertainment capital of the world. I wouldn't call it that, to be honest with you guys. I'd call it the slut capital of the world. I shouldn't have said that. The trash capital of the world isn't far behind. You now need proof of vaccination to enter concerts and conventions and even Allegiant Stadium. In other words, if you were planning on going to an event or a convention in Las Vegas this year, you might want to go ahead and cancel those reservations. Okay, you know, that, because you can't get to a convention there without having a vaccine, vaccine passport. Here's what he says, and this is where he's wrong. And I like you, Wayne. If you're, I know you're going to listen to the show. But this is where you're wrong. This is madness. Either Democrats are ignorant morons, or this is the first final Democratic plan to destroy capitalists by putting every business owner out of business. After all, this is what socialist Marxist, communist, and globalist American haters have been waiting for their entire lives. Now, here's the problem with that. Trump implemented Operation Warp Speed. Trump is the one who's still pushing vaccines. Trump is the one who closed down America. Trump is the one we couldn't told us we couldn't go to church. Donald Trump did this. This wasn't a Democratic plan to destroy anything. Donald Trump fell in line lockstep with this because he's being controlled, as is the Democratic Party, as Otto Kahn said by the international banking cartels that control both sides, the Kabbalists. They, they control it all. Now, here's what Wayne says. about He's right about this now. About 50 percent of America hasn't taken the vaccine, and that's no coincidence. Somewhere between 40 and 50 percent of America is never going to take the vaccine. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, the answer is going to be no. We will not comply. Here are the reasons. First, it's my body, it's my choice. Where have I heard that before? Second, let me ask the most obvious question in the world. If the vaccines actually worked, why would you care if I get vaccinated? You're in no danger, right? The only person that I could hurt is me, right? If the whole world is vaccinated except for me and about 90 million of my close friends, then all of the vaccinated liberals are safe, right? Then why are you worried? Problem is, and I'm going to add this to Wayne's article, the vaccine doesn't work. It spreads the COVID. Third, we know when someone says, I'm from the government, I'm here to help, the proper response is to run away as fast as you can. That's a fact. Fourth, we've seen the number of dead and injured from the VAERS vaccine report over 13,000 dead and 600,000 injured, and of the 20,000 dead, about 2 million injured in the EU. Yeah, we've all seen that. But those are just the reported numbers. About 1% are actually reported, so it could be 100 times higher. Fifth, we've watched the videos of brilliant MDs and virologists and pathologists and scientists explaining how deadly this vaccine is and how it causes massive inflammation, resulting in heart inflammation, heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, autoimmune disease, and worse death. Lastly, and most importantly, we all know scores of friends that have died or gotten shingles or had strokes or had their kidneys stopped working. He goes on and on and on. So about 90 million of us are never going to take the vaccine, at least not for a few more years, is what he says, until we've seen the final results or the final carnage. We just don't trust the shot. It's my body, my choice. Also, we're not that gullible. We're not willing to inject a potentially dangerous jab into our bodies because the government is handing out lottery tickets free booze, free pot, or a free trip to a casino. So think about what all of this means. If the government is dumb enough to demand vaccine passports, that means that 40 to 50% of us won't be eating at restaurants or going to bars or nightclubs or concerts or conventions or sport events. We won't buy anything from your retail stores anymore, which means everyone's out of business. No business in America can take a 20% loss in sales, let alone 30, 40, or 50%. They're all out of business. 
which means tens of millions of Americans will lose their jobs and total economic collapse will soon follow. Now, I'm going to add something to this right now because he's wrong about this one. Okay, They don't want small businesses. He's absolutely right. And they want to destroy mom and pop shops. They want to destroy companies like Health Masters. They do. They want to destroy us because you know we're operating outside of the norm. They want big places like Target and Walmart and people that, and organizations and giant companies that have been bought up and their stocks have been purchased by straight, State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock and the bloodline families who basically can be subsidized indefinitely through the printing of tax dollars and through off-book balance sheets. That's what they want. They want the big companies to stay afloat, all the little mom and pops to go out of the business. He wants to destroy all middle-class people. That's what he wants. Like, like me and Austin, you know, we're middle-class. We're not like part of the elite group that's 1% of the population. And you guys, too. He wants to destroy you, too. This, this is the group that wants to destroy everything because they want us back into a feudal system. Now what they're doing is they're shortening food supplies everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere is getting shortened food supplies. You know, G. Ed Griffin, he came out a few years ago. and He did a whole article on this and wrote a book on this. He's the one who wrote The Creature from Jekyll Island. And he said the primary reason they're using chemtrails and geoengineering is to control the food supply, to cause mass starvation, to control the population. If you're starving to death and your family's starving to death and they tell you there's plenty of food down at the FEMA camp, which is the local concentration camp, all you have to do is get on the FEMA bus, and it will be coming to that, by the way. It may take a couple of years, but it will come to that if we don't stand right now. And you got to feed your family and your kids. You're probably going to get on the bus because you're hungry. But they will make sure they run you through a metal detector once you get there. It just is what it is. Look at Australia right now. I mean, at gunpoint, at drone point. Now they're saying full draconian lockdown. I, I posted a show, a video on I was sent to from Australia by a pastor friend of mine that says that they're now going door to door and searching for people that aren't vaccinated and door to door for searching for people that basically have broken quarantine and have actually gone out and ventured out into the public who aren't vaccinated. They have videotapes of some guy in an elevator sneezing and they say, we're looking for him. We found him. They got a videotape of the guy in the elevator leaving his apartment. We found you. We see you in the elevator. We're coming after you. What the H-E double sticks is going on in Australia? These guys have gone nuts down there. It's full cyberdyne, full lockdown, full totalitarian nightmare control of the poor people and the wonderful people who live in Australia who are basically suffering under this unbelievable tyrannical regime until they say they have everybody vaccinated. Why? Because they, they've been given an edict by the planetary controllers. We want X amount of your population vaccinated by X amount of time because they realize what's going to happen with the blowback because they need to get maximum kill rates when the sun goes out this coming fall when basically it gets dark up north and the clouds come overhead and we're not making any more vitamin D and they can come in and destroy everything and wipe out the population. Yesterday I spoke to a medical doctor who basically doesn't have the sense that God gave a jackrabbit and obviously I'll be nice about it and she was talking to me about you know vitamin c and all the different things you need for covid and then she got and i said she goes well we gotta give all of my patients vitamin d3 when they come in with covid and i'm like okay i said how much do you give them she goes i give them a thousand i use a day and i said i said a thousand i use a day i looked at her i said you know that's a joke it's a joke 
well, I had somebody reach toxicity level one time. And I said, they weren't taking 1,000 IUs a day. They weren't even taking 100,000 IUs for a few days. What in the world were they taking? Well, they were taking 80,000 IUs for an extended period of time, you know, for a couple of years. And I'm like, duh, who told them to do that? Nobody takes 80,000 IUs of D3 a day unless they want toxicity from it. Well, the, we had that happen here, so I don't tell anybody more than I said, why do you just put it in a piece of paper and writing? Well, they don't follow the, the things I write down. I'm like, oh, gosh. No, your communication skills apparently aren't good enough to make them understand what they need to do and not, not to do or get tested for vitamin D. So vitamin D, and I, did, I discussed this in depth yesterday with you guys. It activates macrophages, which kill viral loads. Without vitamin D, you can't kill viral loads. Well, I use antibiotics and blah, blah, blah. I said, just use more D. If you have to use antibiotics, that's one thing. If you're going to have to prevent pneumonia, to keep the first person to go to the hospital. Now, there's several other things you can do to help people who obtain and get viral loads. And I've told you this before. I gotta be, again, i got to be real careful what I say here and how I say it because of censorship. If I get a sore throat, I immediately take astragalus. It's an amazing product, all right? Immediately, I take astragalus. If I have issues with my prostate, which sometimes if I take too much stragglers, I might, I increase my prostate support supplements that I take. I only have to take one or two astragalus a day. That's it. When I start feeling kind of funky and my throat gets sore. It happened to me last week. I started getting a sore throat. I had the glands swelling up in the left side of my body. My body was fighting something. Hammered the astragalus, took the extra prostate support, increased my D3 to 100,000 I use. This is me personally. I'm not telling you what to do. Took vitamin C up to about 10, 12,000 to, to bowel tolerance. Yesterday, I went in and got intravenous vitamin C because I'm around everybody who seems to be catching this mess. It, I put 50,000 milligrams of vitamin C straight into my bloodstream, which, by the way, converts to hydrogen peroxide in your bloodstream and pretty much kills everything. It's amazing what it does as far as everything bad in your blood. And then, of course, I take all my other stuff. I take my N-acetylcysteine, which has been shown to mitigate the effects of a lot of different things. And I take my HGA stimulate, which massively increases the O2 levels in the body because it increases nitric oxide. I just took that this morning again. I take four scoops of that a day. It contains 500 milligrams of quercetin per scoop. The quercetin helps to open up the pathways in the cells to allow zinc to go in and stop viral replication. Now, the vitamin C we have also has like 50 milligrams of zinc in it. And so if you're taking 10 of those a day, you're going to be getting, I'm sorry, 50 milligrams of quercetin in it. And that allows the zinc to go in from the vitamin C also. But the HGH stimulate has a lot more quercetin in it, and that's why I take four scoops of that a day. It's so important, guys, that you listen to me on this. Load up on these supplements when you need to. You don't have to take the vitamin D for but a few days and get the system, your levels up real high to activate your macrophages. It's really important that you do that. And same thing with the zinc, the same thing with the C. All of these things have to be uptake. I have, you have to uptake them, and you have to increase dosing. You're not going to get healthy taking 100 IUs of vitamin D3 a day. It, your body needs more than that to start with. So please listen. And now let's talk about the food issue for a second. You got to store some food. At this point in time, go to Health Masters, get some of our food buckets. You say, well, they're too expensive. Okay, then don't do that. Go to your local grocery store, your local organic grocery store, and get some canned goods. Get at least enough for six months. Yeah, that's, I've increased that. I used to be like 90 days. Now we're, now we're going up to six months. Get at least enough food for six months worth of storage for you and your family that you can cook out of cans. This is really important, guys. 
and, and then rotate that stock. I don't like eating out of can because I think they're awful. But if you rotate the stock, it doesn't go bad. What you don't want to do is throw a bunch of canned goods in there and have them go bad and have to discard them or give them to a food bank, which, of course, the food bank's not that big of a deal if you don't mind doing that. But the reality is, is that you need to have something stored up right now. Really important. Like I said, when the FEMA buses show up and tell you we've got food, you ain't got food. You're going with a FEMA bus. I'm telling you, you're not going to starve to death. You're not going to be kids. You're, I'm telling you what's going to happen. You think it'll go to that? I hope not. I really do. I really hope not. I really hope that the population of the planet, I, I'm going to tell you this. I told you this yesterday. We ain't going to get any help from the pulpit. Got too many Masons in the pulpit. I mean, I remember one time, uh, Carl Strader, he's dead now. He's the one who built Carpenter's Home Church, which got torn down here a few years ago, bulldozed. 10,000 seat auditorium. He had taken a bunch of heat because he was promoting Shriners and Masonic people and Masons. And he goes, oh, these people have great, they've got a Shriner burn hospital, blah, 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 on the kids. And I thought to myself, we're not talking about burn hospitals. We're talking about what they believe. We're talking about Albert Pike and morals and dogma. And he writes, and he's the top Mason guy in the country at that point. That's why Johnson pardoned him. That's why Johnson got impeached after the Civil War. Pike said that they wanted to contain and hold the seething energies of Lucifer. <laughs> Just, you can't make this crap up. This is what these guys, this is how they think. So, you know, the Masonic lodges have infiltrated the churches. A lot of the Baptist churches, I've told you, thousands of Baptist preachers are Mason members. And so we're never going to hear the truth from these guys because their boards are Masons. And remember, in the Masonic lodge, you can't talk about Jesus. They've been Jesus can't be brought up in the Masonic lodge. I've told you that. And so they don't want you to talk about Christ and Jesus, the great I am. Because in their 30th degree ritual, 32nd degree ritual, I forgot which one it was. I think it's the 32nd. They basically, or the 30th, I believe, they've got to basically renounce all foreign, all former religions, including Christianity. See, this is the group that has tied themselves together with the Council on Foreign Relations, with the Jewish Masonic, the Benai Brith, Brith and, and the United States Masonic Lodges, the CFR, the groups that I mentioned earlier in the show, and they're the ones that are running the world through the international banking cartels. And the bloodline families. This is the group that runs it all. Now you can say, well, it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> and I'm sorry I'm laughing. You're right. It shouldn't be that way. But Christianity is completely and totally compromised from a corporate level as far as the Christian church. We've allowed this group to come in now and basically destroy it. So we got to ask ourselves a question. If you're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real personal here for a second. If your pastor and your church isn't telling you the truth right now about what's going on, why are you tithing to them? I'm, there's a little pregnant pause there for you guys. Why are you giving them money? You know, years ago when we were at a church here in local, not a church, a, a school here locally, and they put a big sign. It was a Christian school. Kids were in there, private school. They put a big sign for the holidays that said, Happy Holidays and not Merry Christmas. And I said to them, I said, you do that again. You do it again next year. My kids are out of here. I'll take my money and go somewhere else. We'll homeschool them. They thought I was joking. I wasn't joking. Next year they put the sign up. I called the head guy up. I said, I'm out, done and finished. Let you know why. That was it. Took pulled three kids out. And they still, to this day, put up happy holidays because not enough people pull their people out, pull their children out. It's like Austin said. You know, Watson Clinic has come up now and said, hey, we're not going to issue mandates for the vaccines anymore. We're not going to force the people to do it. We're losing all our nurses. The same thing. If, if all the people who were Christians in this Christian school said, we don't want you to put happy holidays up or we're pulling the children out, guess what? It was an Episcopal church, Episcopal school, you know, pro-gay, 
guys in the pulpit and everything else. Do you think that they would stay in business? They'd have changed their policy. But we've got to stand. If, if, you, if your church isn't telling you the truth, if your pastor refuses to tell you the truth, and I've never told you this before, find yourself another church that tells you the truth and start tithing to them. Now, I can't be more blunt than that, but I've had enough of it. I've had enough of it, too. You know, that's, that's why I've you know, pretty much stopped tithing at the church that I was going to. I'm giving the money to other ministries that I know are telling the truth. Because why? I'm not going to sit here and be part of that problem and support something that's not supporting and doing what they're supposed to do in, the, in, in promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ and telling the truth to the parishioners. It's like I said yesterday. I'm going to say it again. Listen to me, pastors. Of course, if you're listening to me on this show and you're a pastor, you're a patriot already. If you don't tell them the truth about what the vaccines are going to do and the carnage that's going to be created from it, and at least give them a choice is what they want to do, and you lose half your population because they die or two-thirds of your population of your church dies because of what you didn't tell them because you didn't want to get involved in this, you're still losing all those people that were giving to you at that point. And at that point, you're still not going to be able to pay your mortgages. And, you're, and then, then what will happen is Klaus Schwab, you owe nothing, and you'll be happy. And the banks will take over your mortgage, and they'll continue own you and own you and own you and tell you what to do and dictate from their board what you can and can't say, or they'll take the facility away from you. Oh, yeah, don't tell me that. I've already seen it. Remember, Doug Hagman years ago had a bunch of sponsors, and he started saying some stuff that was true. Sponsors didn't like it. Sponsor says, you're going to have to stop talking about this, or we're going to pull our advertising dollars. And Doug said to him, pull your advertising dollars. You're going to dictate and basically censor me. I love Doug. He's a great guy, great friend. This is what I'm telling you guys. If we don't stand together on this and we don't do something on this right now, it's over. It's like Wayne said. If we have 50% of the people stop supporting the different businesses around the country, all of the little businesses are going to go down and down and down and down and down and down until they're out of business. That's why I thank you for your continued support of Health Masters. You know, you know, here's another article. It says, talking about how is the United States going to fall as fast as Afghanistan? And they said, well, yeah, it's probably going to happen that way because this is part of the plan. Now, you know, and I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is really important. You know, everything that's happening in Afghanistan is another psyop. It's a distraction. They could have done this and, and pulled the troops out a long time ago. It's orchestrated by Trump and by Biden. It has nothing to do with Biden. It has nothing to do with Trump. It's the bankers that have done this. This is psyop. That's been carefully orchestrated and advertised via the puppet corporate media who's owned by the Wall Street bankers and the Rothschild boys who run the planet and the billionaires who run the United States and the people who are calling the shots in Afghanistan aren't the politicians, guys, and they cannot be voted out of office. I'm going to say it again. The people who are calling the shots in the United States and in Afghanistan, they're not the politicians, and they cannot be voted out because they're part of the deep state. They're part of the group that control the politicians, and they don't change. The politicians do, and they either march to their step or they're replaced at the next election cycle. So most of what you hear about Afghanistan is pure propaganda. You know, It's because we have controlled Afghanistan, and the CIA has controlled Afghanistan for decades. The reason that we invaded Afghanistan after 9-11, though Afghanistan had nothing to do with 9-11, is that we had lost poppy production. That's what happened. It all started back under Nixon in the 70s on the war on drugs and Kennedy wanting to get us out of Southeast Asia because we were primarily in Southeast Asia for the CIA to grow poppy in Vietnam. And they were mad because they were having other people growing poppy in Vietnam. 
and the CIA pitched a little biatch fit because they wanted to have these other people who were basically competing with them. I'm going to say it clearly, competing with them out of business. So let's use a bunch of Agent Orange to spray all their poppy crops and spray everything in the areas that they're building their giant opium fields and their poppy fields. So that's why we were in Vietnam. Then we messed up the weather so badly over there, probably messed up the ground and everything else with all the stuff we were spraying, that we moved production to Afghanistan, and then suddenly the Vietnam War ended, and we walked away. The Vietnam War ended, and we walked away because we moved poppy production. There was no such thing. The Gulf of Tonkin never happened. It was all fabricated lies. We were put in the Vietnam, and Kennedy knew this. Kennedy knew it was a CIA war for drugs. That's why he said he's done. Kennedy didn't want to be in the Vietnam. He wanted to get rid of the CIA. He did not want Israel to have nuclear weapons. He wanted to disclose what was going on with Roswell. And he, and he signed Executive Order 11110 to allow the government to print currency that was debt-free, like it was before 1913 with the Federal Reserve Act. That's why they killed Kennedy. And this same group of Kabbalist globalists – Read, watch the video. I posted it on our website again last week. From, nine, from, from JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick. Watch it. It goes into details. Three and a half hours long. It'll take your whole afternoon or your whole evening one night. Instead of sitting around watching Netflix or something horrible on TV, watch the video on YouTube. From JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick. It'll snap you tight. It'll make you realize that everything I've been telling you is true. Who do you think funded Hitler? It was the globalist bankers that funded Hitler. They helped set up the concentration camps. They did all of it. Why? Because they wanted massive persecution against the Jews in Germany. That's why they declared war on Germany in 1933. The Jews did. Samuel Untermeyer did. The same guy who passed the Federal Reserve Act or forced Wilson to pass the Federal Reserve Act by blackmail. The same Jewish guy who did that, the hardcore Zionist Samuel Untermeyer, got on WABC radio in 1933 and declared international war on Germany from Judaism and from the international Jews. Look it up, which forced massive, massive persecution against the Jews, including Kristallnacht in Germany, because they were basically boycotting German goods going all over the world. And it really messed up the German economy. So in 1938, Hitler basically decided he didn't want to deal with the quote-unquote Rothschild banking cartels. Listen to the Nuremberg rallies. They used to play it on PBS. They haven't played it in a long, long time. They would actually have the interpretation of him addressing the German people in the Nuremberg rallies. And he said, if the international Jewish bankers continue to push us to war, we will give them a war. He says that. He's the one who warned everybody what they were doing, and he decided to print debt-free currency. That was it. When he decided to print debt-free currency, he got off their chain. When he got off their chain, it was the utter destruction of Germany, 100 million dead or whatever it was. It was half the population was killed. And then they kept him with the Morgenthau Doctrine, you know, for another 10, 12 years after the war, all the way up into the 50s, basically starving another 12 million to death. Three million dying, two to three million dying in the Eisenhower death camps. All of this stuff was to prove the point that nobody stepped away from the shackles of the international satanic banking cartel. Nobody. It's the synagogue of Satan that runs this world. And that's the group that does it right now. And they have worked with the CIA and the quote-unquote, how should I say, the mafiosa groups, since Lucky Luciano was pulled out of jail during World War II to protect the docks of New York City. This is who runs the planet, guys. It's the mafiosa groups working with the CIA and MI6 and Mossad who are being told what to do by the international bankers, who are being told what to do by their 
Luciferian overlords, whoever the heck they are, whatever they are, to the priest and priestess class that runs them, that's in connection with these dark entities. Now they want to tie us all into a 5G grid so that we can all be controlled by the dark entities in another dimension. D-Wave computer, like standing at the altar of an alien god, the inventor said. And, and, and this is where we are. And you know, here's another article. The involved, U.S. involvement in Afghanistan precedes the war on terror that the U.S. government started after 9-11 events. And can actually be traced back to another war the U.S. declared under then-President Nixon in the 1970s, the war on drugs. The very lucrative Opium trade from the lush poppy fields of Afghanistan has always been a motivating factor for being engaged in Afghanistan. But there were other reasons as well that can be traced back to the Cold War with the Soviet Union in the late 1970s. And the thing about it is, if you go back and you look at what happened in Afghanistan, you look at what they've done in Afghanistan and how they've taken the people in Afghanistan and basically just massacred them. And they did the same thing in Iraq. What would Madeleine Albright say? Half a million children died. She's oh, it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth killing a half a million kids. Well, they weren't your kids. They weren't your grandchildren. They, they weren't. You know, and you know, here's the thing. The CIA has controlled Afghanistan. They protected the American drug trade, the American sex trafficking trade, the American organ, O-R-G-A-N, human organ trafficking trade. There's plenty of evidence that the CIA has controlled the opium trade in Afghanistan for, for decades. They'll probably continue doing so even though the new group is now running the country. I've talked about this in depth yesterday. And see, we need to understand all of the stuff that's happened over the last few years is all being controlled through organized crime. It's the Jewish mafia. It's the Italian mafia. It's the, it's the Russian mafia. It's the Chinese mafia working with the central banks to completely control all of these illegal things, prostitution, drugs, child trafficking, organ trafficking. All of this stuff has to be orchestrated. You have to understand, there's a reason it's called organized crime because it's very organized. <laughs> okay, I'll just let you know that. They have their own sets of books, their own sets of ledgers, their own sets of banks they use. They have to have a way to make sure they maintain continuity with the people who work for them and have to make sure that the people that are working for them aren't cheating them. You, know, you see these movies like The Godfather, and they have these family heads get together, and they talk about who's going to control which portion of the drug trade and the sex trade. All of these things really happen, guys. The problem is we as Christians, because our church leaders, most of them again, many of them, not most of them, but many of them, Masonically controlled, don't talk about it. And why is that? Why do they want to do the next two years on the life of Moses from the pulpit on Sunday morning and not discuss the people dying from the kill shot, the people dying from COVID and the draconian measures that the United States government is implementing to the people of churches and ignore all of that. Well, again, I talked about it yesterday. They're scared. They're scared they're going to lose their lifestyle. They're scared they're going to lose their 5013C corporation status. They're scared they're going to lose their stuff. And so we have to understand something, guys. We're not given a spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind. And if we understand that, it makes sense why Jesus told us, basically, fear not, for I am with thee always. And death, O oh death, where is thy sting, where is thy victory? Because that's the final thing they like to use on you, isn't it? It's the fear of death. When you realize that as a Christian, if you're taught this property from the pulpit, if you die, you don't die, you just go on to heaven with God, did you realize that death has no sting against you any longer? Because remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice, and we shall be glad. And God knows what's going on. We set ourselves up for this with the abortion stuff that we started back in the 70s. 
We did this. We allowed it to happen. We continue to support these groups that did this, and we continue to go to these Hollywood filthy movies, and we continue to believe all the stuff, and we continue to buy the tabloids, and we continue to read all the stuff about Kim Kardashian's butt. We did this as the American population, and we've ignored the truth, and we believe the lie. Jesus said, light has come into the world, but the world has preferred darkness. Guys, listen to me. You can't be that way anymore. Nobody can. None of us. We've got to all seek the truth through Jesus. Pray. I prayed for you guys this morning. It's my privilege and my responsibility to do so. I love you guys. Also, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? Well, well said. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up, you know, as far as with the churches. There was a church that we were going to for quite a while. I, I liked it a lot. And um, over the past year, actually a year and a half now, almost two years ago, the pastor decided that he was going to do a year-long in-depth study of the book of Romans. So every single week. He dove into Romans. Now, granted, Romans is a great book. A lot of good stuff in Romans. A lot of good information in Romans. Spending 52 weeks in the book of Romans from the pulpit is a complete and totally moronic thing to do when you have a giant pandemic, pandemic going on. Not one single statement about what's really happening. Not one single topic about making sure you keep your immune system strong. Not one single discussion on what's happening with massive government invasion of our rights. Nothing. Zero. Crickets. Crickets. And I finally told Lynn, I said, I can't deal with this anymore. Since I can't deal with it. I said, not only am I falling asleep in church because I've heard about Romans now for the last six months – like I said, I have nothing wrong with Romans, but continuing to have an in-depth discussion about every verse in Romans once a week is completely and totally ludicrous when you have the state of affairs as they've been in this country. And so we ended up switching churches, as sad as it was, because we liked it. We knew a ton of people there. We'd been there for a while. And I told her, I said, this is, I'm done. I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm tapping out. I said, this is, this, is, this is no longer a game to me. I said, I am not going to sit around and get zero from church on Sunday because this pastor refuses to talk about anything that's going on. Refuses to. Won't say one single thing from the pulpit. And I said, either A, he's scared, or B, he's scared. <laughs> and I don't like being around scared people. Now, does that mean we should use wisdom with things? Absolutely. There's, there's a difference between using wisdom and being scared. And the current church we've been going to, he actually said that very succinctly. He said, who is your God? Is it fear of COVID is your God? Or is Jesus Christ your God? He said, because COVID, COVID makes you sick. He goes, I've already had it. It's horrible. He goes, but are we going to sit around? And pretend that nothing else is going on and that everything else is okay and that it's just completely normal to allow all these things to continue to fall around us, including the restrictions of our livelihood and our liberties being lost because we're scared. And that's exactly what we see now. Now we're seeing the U.S. military push back unbelievably hard. I saw earlier an article today, and they were discussing the fact that basically the Department of Defense – now, of course, I told you guys this yesterday. It's now saying all U.S. military will have to get the injection by September 15th. Again, 
September 15th. Remember I told you yesterday on the show. I said there's something going on at the beginning of September. There's something going on. Now, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with September 11th. Now, granted, that's a very uh, interesting day when it comes to numbers and dates, if you guys know anything about that. I said, but September is one of these points where they're going to pull something, and I think it's going to be something big. And they're doing this and mandating these shots at all these businesses and these companies and these banks everywhere, September. And now that Pfizer got their approval from the FDA, they're going to push it hard. And now AP reported the deadline could be pushed up now that the FDA approval has basically been given. The Armed Forces member refusing to take the vaccine is subject to punishment under UCMJ, AP reported. Punishment for refusal to obey an order may escalate up to court-martial. Really? And I've told good friend Michael Baird this yesterday. We were in a group chat. I told him, I said, I personally think what this is this is doing is this is purging the last of the hard military, the hard military. And I mean the ones that ask questions, the ones that are hardened gunfighters, the ones that are true military combat operators. Because a lot of these guys, I mean, think about it. you've done, you know, eight or nine, ten tours. You've done world tours. You've been to Afghanistan and Iraq and Fallujah when you were younger and you went to Libya and Syria. And you've done all that. And you come back and you've survived all of that. You managed to stay alive through all the combat. And now they're saying, well, but guess what? Uh, COVID might get you. So you have to get experimental RNA gene therapy. A lot of these guys are saying, <laughs> okay, uh, no. No, that, that, that's going to be a hard no for me, bud. They said, no, you're, you're going to take it. No, I'm not. I saw what you guys did with anthrax. I saw what you guys did in Desert Storm. I watched my buddies die or get sick or get Gillian Barr syndrome with the anthrax shot. No, 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 no. That's, that's going to be a hard no for me. Well, we're going to court-martial you. Or you're going to court-martial me. You're going to court-martial me for not taking gene therapy? All right. That's where they're taking this right now is I think they're personally trying to remove the last of the hard military operators in this country because they want to weaken the United States' defense. They want to completely and totally sissify the U.S. military. I mean, we have openly pro-gay helicopter crews down in the Air Force and the Navy. I'm complete, running around taking photos with their helicopter crew with a giant queer flag. Okay, that's that. That really that really puts fear in the hearts of our enemies, right? So when you 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 run around instead instead of running through playing fortunate son, slide through the miniguns. Now you come through with your helicopter and you wave the gay flag out the door and say, "Hey, hey we're we're here. We don't we don't want any problems. Don't don't worry about us. We're not going to return fire. We're just going to we're going to run our gay flag." That's that's what our U.S. military is turning into. It's an utter embarrassment. And then you see, like what Dad said, he talked about what's going on. With Afghanistan, Afghanistan was not an accident. <laughs> Afghanistan was not a botched withdrawal. There was nothing about Afghanistan that had any accident part of it whatsoever. I've gotten multiple reports from military members all the way from basically lists compiled from public and non-public intelligence sources. I told you guys yesterday. I mean, you know, 60,000 rounds of M203 grenade rounds. So usually 60,000 grenade rounds for a grenade launcher. 
75,000 total vehicles, including Rangers, F-350s, Ford vans, armored security vehicles, 45 Black Hawk helicopters. Afghanistan withdrawal wasn't a withdrawal. It was an intentional push to arm and do one of the largest military armament in the entire world that we've ever seen. It was not an accident. And ironically enough, I've seen so many people posting memes up now about what's going on because we now have, you know, I said yesterday, ATF pushing all this stuff with all these restrictions. Dude, we just saw the largest transfer of unregistered machine guns this world's ever seen into the hands of the alleged Taliban. And I haven't heard a peep from the ATF at all. My, my response is, why don't the American populace get the same benefits that the Taliban just got handed to them for free? No, that's just a request. I'm not – people go, well, there's, you know, there's too many gun owners. There's too many guns in the United States. There's anywhere between 400 and 600 million guns in the United States. I think it said there's roughly like 300 million registered. There's way more than that, though. Probably around double that, with the 80% lowers and all the other weapons. Roughly, you know, there's estimates of three to eight trillion rounds of ammunition because you know, United States populace, we like to hoard ammo. I mean, it's just is what it is. If the American Second Amendment patriots were a severe problem in the United States, you would know it. You would already know that we are a severe problem in the United States with the level of machine guns, rifles, ammunition that we currently possess. But yet there's not some big giant issue running around. We don't have millions of Americans forming groups and shooting people. It doesn't happen. So what they do is they demonize the patriots. They demonize the Christians. They demonize the Americans that want to stand up for truth and freedom. And they say, no. There's a domestic terrorist because they had a rally. They had, they had a rally on January 6th, and some of them went into the Capitol building. You can't, you can't possibly go into a government building that we pay to basically take care of and maintain. No, you, you couldn't do that. You couldn't possibly go into the Capitol building that our taxpayers paint, our taxpaying dollars support, maintain. Everything about the Capitol building is done via our taxpayer dollars, but yet we walked into it with a rally and a protest because we watched an election completely and totally stolen. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. No, no, no. You're not allowed to walk around. The FBI's didn't come out now. They've had numerous, numerous individuals that are basically not indicted, not indicted co-conspirators that are all FBI informants. The same thing that happened with the Michigan governor. We found out that almost an entire group was FBI informants that plotted to kidnap her. And there was like two or three people in the group that were actually legit militia. The rest of them were all FBI informants that set the entire thing up. None of them got arrested now. None of them have been charged. Why? Because complete and total setup. And this is exactly what we're seeing now. So what's happening it's not only grossly disturbing, but it should be an eye-opener. And this is why it's so important you get the truth out there. What do you think, Dad? Well, I got I to say one thing. I will, I, will give, I will give Mike Lindell credit. He apparently has apologized now to Rick Wiles. I just got that in from Rob from Wisconsin News, and several other people sent that to me today. So I'm really happy that Mike Lindell has done that. 
Uh, the only thing I wish he would stop doing is following in the Q narrative and sort of stop pushing all of this nonsense about Trump coming back into office, et cetera, et cetera. But he may have already done that, too. So let that be said. Uh, also, some people are contacting me and saying me, telling me that there's a possibility that they really didn't approve the Pfizer vaccine, that something else is going on with it and that it's not going to be approved for a couple more years. Now, that's, this is interesting. It says the Pfizer shot was not approved by the FDA today. The FDA issued a press release that said it was approved, but all they did was to revise the emergency use authorization. You can read their letter to Pfizer. The study of its safety and efficacy, it won't be complete until May 2023. Now, I'm going to read you part of this, and you guys can make up your own mind on it, but it doesn't make any difference. The government is now mandating that the, basically the troops get this, and this, this is being used, whether it's fake information or real information or you know, whatever slanted information, to force everybody into the kill shot. On August 23, 2021, FDA approved the biologics license application submitted by BioNTech Manufacturing for COVID-19 vaccine for active immunization to prevent COVID-19. On August 23, 2021, having concluded that revising this EUA is appropriate to protect the public health or safety under Section 564 of the Act, the FDA is reissuing the August 12, 2021 letter of authorization in its entirety with revisions incorporated to clarify the EUA will remain in place. That's the Emergency Youth Authorization Act for the Pfizer vaccine for the previously authorized indication and uses and to authorize the use of the COVID vaccine under the EUA Emergency Youth Authorization for certain uses that are not included in the approved BLA. What the heck? So I guess the efficacy studies won't be completed until May 2023, but they're using this slanted information again to come in and say it has been approved. In fact, that's what the, almost every mainstream article has said, that it was approved, but you got to read the fine print. The studies aren't going to be done until 2023. By that time, it's going to be a little bit late for all of the people that have taken the emergency youth authorization jab. But now, guys, do your own research on this. Let me know if I'm right or wrong on this. And I'll clarify it again on tomorrow's show. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I got to pray for you today. It means the world needs to pray. Continue to please to pray for Austin, Land of the Kids, and Sharon. I love you guys. And pray for me, too. It's really important because all of us who are basically in the front lines of this thing need prayer. As much prayer as we can possibly get. I love you guys. And always remember, Jesus Christ is the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. He warned us 2,000 years ago because he's an omnipresent God what they're going to do, and now they're doing it. He gave you a heads up so you can be prepared. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, and the thing that I was very intrigued about because I saw some of the same stuff he just talked about with the Pfizer approval from the FDA, and Steve and I talked about this in detail. The FDA, the regulatory agency, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA – they have got themselves in a very precarious situation because if they fully green light this injection in the midst of – well, even the VAERS data is so skewed. But even in the midst of 12,000 people dying and tens of thousands of people having insanely adverse reactions to it, the FDA is, at that point is culpable. Meaning they approved an injection that they knew has had horrific side effects just in the last eight months. And Steve and I talked about it, and I said, I don't think they're going to actually approve this. I said that for months. Now, of course, everybody's saying it's approved. 
I said the same thing yesterday. Is is it really approved? Are they saying it's approved while they hold their quote fingers out? And then behind their back, they're, they're winking and saying, well, it's not really approved, but we're going to tell everybody it's approved and nobody's going to really know the difference. It appears to me that's what's happening because there's no way the FDA, even as corrupt as they have been, is going to greenlight something that they are going to be culpable for when they know the data shows this injection has insanely horrific side effects, including heart attacks, myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots. I mean it, it's not hard to pull the research up. All you have to do is just type it in the internet. It will pop right up. It will talk about all of it. So again – What's really happening? I encourage you, do your own research. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Be sure to check out the website. Check out the product of the week. And acetylcysteine glutathione producer, incredibly good antioxidant. On sales product of the week, the last day today, tomorrow everything changes. Be sure to check it out the website, healthmasters.com. Zinc on sale as well. Incredibly good product. I'm hammering zinc right now, as always, but take it even more than normal along with my high dose of D3 and vitamin C. So, again, I encourage my friends, stay strong, stay alert, stay prepped. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.